We love the Employee Retention Tax Credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Stefan, welcome to the show, or should I say welcome back to the show? Yeah, glad to be back. Thanks for having me back, Sebastian. And, yeah, I'm and really happy to be here. I'm glad you're here too. I know we uh, we got to do some stuff back in June in Austin for uh, Consensus in the uh, Grit Daily Podcast Studio that we had set up there at the Grit Daily House. But a uh, yep. little bit of a shared experience, as you saw there, we kind of threw as many people as we can get on a mic uh, into those uh, the the interview. Uh, what do you call it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it was like, inter- <laughs> like an interview. Yeah, it was, it was. But like, uh, I forget what the word I'm looking for right now. It was like a, uh, ma- yeah, there we go. Interview marathon. There we go. Podcast marathon <laughs> over the course of uh, of two days. So, um, you know, you, you chatted a little bit about what you guys are doing, uh, you know, what how, how Laguna, you know, came about, what you guys are doing on here. But we wanted to get you back on the show, chat a little bit more about you, kind of your backstory and then what really brought you to present day. How did Laguna become something, you know, what do you guys do? To, to, what problems do you solve? What are you excited about? But let's start first helping our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, look, I'm uh, you know serial entrepreneur. I was very fortunate to capture and be really early on in the mobile revolution um, and built out mobile networks, physical networks, doing marketing on the foot, building out retail networks to sell mobile phones and particularly SIM cards, right? So um and and yeah scaled that sold that in 2000 um and then got into you know all that period of time allowed me to sort of experience the internet but then ultimately realizing that the fact that the internet is going to go onto the mobile phone what's that going to look like um joined sun microsystems and grew the java virtual machine on these mobile phones which is like a Write once, deliver multiple, right? So you could then deli- build an app and deliver that game. In those days, it was all games onto as many different devices out there. How to make sure all the device manufacturers and mobile operators at the time that had a stranglehold uh, on the devices um, make sure that they deployed a Java virtual machine on all of their phones. So that was J2ME at the time. And we scaled that business with open source software to a $700 million business supporting multiple phones there, growing a whole developer community. Um, and, and that was super successful. But when the iPhone came out, realized that developers are the key asset to a lot of the platforms out there. And so decided to build a developer agency and help all the big tech companies and all competing handset manufacturers in acquiring developers and applications, which ultimately was the content that was going to help these devices get sold. Um, 
And 2012, one of the developers that I was working with asked to be paid in Bitcoin. Wow, what's Bitcoin? I didn't know it about <laughs> what it was at the time. And, and so I then got into it and looked into Bitcoin and realized, wow, this is a really cool, cool um, thing. And just bought some. It was, a, you know, they had the Bitcoin J wallet, which was written in Java. So that was cool. Uh, I knew it. I was comfortable with it. Bought some on eBay using PayPal, you know, because it wasn't banned back then. Um, and had a, didn't think much about it. So nine months later, I talked to that same developer. And he want, then I can say, yeah, I can pay you now. So on a Skype call, I pay him instantaneously, no fees. He gets the money. And I was sold from then on in, right? This is the peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system that we have been dreaming about, right? No banks, no one week to transfer, no 700 US dollars transfer fees um, at that time. So it's changed now a bit, you know, with all these new neo banks that have evolved. But at that time, it was just an amazing experience. And, and I said, okay, now let's go find all the Bitcoin developers out there. How do we create meetups? How do we build communities, right? And so got heavily involved in that um, to the extent that I then became the CEO of Bitcoin.com. So I was running Bitcoin.com scaled their mobile app to become the wallet out there with 20 million users, non-custodial wallet, by the way, and then ultimately also grew the number of merchants where you could go and pay in Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash at merchants, 500,000 merchants worldwide, physical merchants as well as digital retailers. And that's sort of really what got me going. But what I did realize then was whilst Bitcoin addressed inflation, stablecoins built out the user experience needed to drive adoption associated with this Bitcoin. And so to me, that was sort of a big revelation. And then looking at stablecoins, Tether is the currency reserve of all you know, of crypto land, right? I mean, if you look at their trading volume, it's 60 billion trading volume on a daily basis. That's by far exceeds every other crypto asset in the 15,000 assets that there are listed on CoinGecko. Um, and so as a result, you also see that it is used in DeFi, right? It really helped grow the DeFi market, helped grow the exchanges. It became the currency reserve, but it was not really used in terms of payments, nor is it used in terms of peer-to-peer uh, -peer transactions. And that's sort of how Laguna came about, right? So two things that really drove Laguna and was the inception of Laguna was one is the separation of state and money. You know, I don't think the state should have much involvement in money. And if you look at today, um, the systems that we have in place today for calculating an economy for are, are, are fraught with flaws in the sense that the people that are governing an economy are the same people scoring their economy performance. And, you know, it's like going to, you know, going to school and doing your exams and grading your own exam, right? And, and sort of over time, you just do become a bit corrupt and that's no more legitimate. So how do we build, you know, a new system that number one, takes a developer approach to calculating what inflation is and how an economy is performing and provide that as an Oracle service. Number two, build a currency that enables trading and transactions and peer-to-peer -peer exchanges on a global basis, regardless of jurisdiction, protecting 
your purchasing power at the same time based on the performance of an economy and having that in a smart contract on on the blockchain and validated on the blockchain and building out user experiences with a web 2 user experience on a web 3 infrastructure and that's sort of what we're trying to do at laguna build this new system um and and we're pretty much there we've launched trueflation.com We've got Nuon, which is the flat coin. Uh, we've got a wallet, the Laguna wallet, which is live on the Chrome store at the moment already. Um, and yeah, we're working towards making sure that we have a solid chain that takes out fees and takes out the friction and puts on there a set of validators that allows us to protect and ensure and verify transactions, governance, and, and compliance. Love it. So yeah. it sounds like you're, I mean, your timing couldn't have not have been better. It seems like the world of Web3 is starting to become a conversation, you know, I guess in the beginning of last year, it's been around yeah. and people have been talking about the blockchain uh, for, for, for quite some time now, but I think it's becoming, you know, Web3 is here, um, whether you like it or not is what I'm like, to, what I'm starting to tell people. And I, I think I'm getting more resistance from people than we did in, with Web 2.0 and social media coming about thinking I don't need the metaverse. Um, and it's so much more than that. And they, I think they don't understand the, the, you know, what's available and how life can be improved because of decentralization. Um, do, do you guys find I me? Mean, you guys operate in this world. So it's not, you, you guys probably don't get a lot of pushback as far as, you know, I don't know about this whole web three thing, but when you talk to the, you know, average person, if you will, um, they seem to kind of be in the dark on what's going on with all this. Yeah. And, 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 and to be honest, you know, that's okay. You know, I mean, there's always an element of early, you know, early adopters. There's, yeah. I, I looked at it like this, right? You have the feature foragers, right? Those are the hunters. They're out there. They're, they're cutting the trees down. They're creating the paths. And they have sort of followers, right? And so, um, you, know, who's, you know, who's following these feature foragers that are always going out and finding out new features and, and technologies and innovations? Um, they have sort of key opinion leaders or influencers that sort of take up what the feature foragers are finding and they adopt it at a bigger scale. And then there are the groupies, right? The groupies that then also all follow these influencers and key opinion leaders. And, um, you know, and at times certain groupies don't follow all trends and all specific new technologies. And, you know, I think the important thing is for crypto and the blockchain world to have real believers in the actual products and the utility that web3 provides right uh because in essence they're the ones that are going to build the solutions they're the ones that are going to have a user experience associated with that and they're the ones that are going to create new economic opportunities as well as new jobs that are going to come out of these economic opportunities and um we need more builders and sometimes what you see in crypto, because it's so closely coupled with money tied to the actual innovation itself, and it's directly floated, and it, and it's, it, it adjusts to market right away, um, that the, you know, sort of price associated with the innovation tends to exceed and move faster than the actual innovation and the promise of innovation can sometimes pursue. And that's why we have these mega corrections that sort of come in. Yeah. And I, I, th I don't think they're a bad thing. I think that that's part of the process yeah. that needs to happen. I mean, it really, and also, especially with this, you know, separating the, the people that are genuinely 
um, involved in the world of Web3 and building meaningful things as part of that whole process versus the people that are just trying to make a quick buck and get rich overnight because a coin goes to the moon, allegedly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you look at look at that, right? I mean, we just had gone through this huge crash, right? This I was at Korea Blockchain a week, right? And you look at Korea Blockchain Week, you had this is the mother, you know, the 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 home of Terra Luna, which just crashed in two days, lost sixty billion in market cap or however much, right? Don't quote me on that number. I don't know what the latest was, but it was anywhere between forty to sixty billion in market cap that just disappeared in literally two days. And you were at Korea Blockchain. Everybody lost a lot of money in that, right? Everybody in crypto land suffered severely, big time, lots of cuts, deep pain. Um, however, the momentum, okay, let's go build back. Let's yeah. build back better, right? Let's learn from that. Let's, we got to go make our money back again, right? So there was no bailout. There was no protection. There was no backstop. There was no government guaranteeing and, and, and underwriting. Everybody took the pain. We lost a lot of money and we're building back again, right? And so the whole community was still out there, positive, looking for new opportunities, looking for new ways to build themselves and get themselves back up on their feet and up and running again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so what are you guys excited about? It's almost the end of what well, is the end of uh, August because it's today's September 1st time we're recording this episode yeah. at least. When, I mean, 2022 <laughs> is on its on its way out, which sounds even crazier to say. But what are you guys excited about for the rest of 2022 and going into 2023? Um, I, I, I think we're on the cusp of a new economic system coming to market. And, and that's what really excites me. I think we have this whole opportunity of seeing new a new economy and a new model come to come to life what does that look like how is that going to manifest itself you're seeing really new innovations associated with that right how do i bring more real world assets on chain how do we keep it so that everybody can participate you know drive inclusion not let the big corporations take this over and own crypto Let's yeah. make sure it stays a, you know, uh, something that the people built and something for the people where everybody can participate in it. And at the moment, it's, if, if we're not careful, we're going to lose that, that, that nature of it. Sure. Well, it's clear you guys are, you know, you're, you're, you're building stuff that matters, that, that's contributing to where we're headed uh, with the world of Web3 and how technology and money and decentralization and all this stuff starts to settle in uh, as part of life. So just want to encourage you guys to keep up the great work. I know that uh, we've done some stuff offline, which is great to, to talk to you here online with the podcast, too. And I'm sure there'll be many opportunities uh, in, in the future as well, too. But I definitely enjoyed our time uh, uh, in Austin. We got a chance to, to hang out yeah, with you guys. Break some yeah. bread and, and and do a little podcasting <laughs> and do a little whatever you do in Austin uh, to stay weird, yeah. right? But yeah. um, th thanks for taking some time again to to hang out with us here. It's been great to to take a little bit deeper dive into your story and of course the story of Laguna and what you guys are doing and what problems you're solving. But uh, keep rocking and rolling. I appreciate your time, Stefan. No, thanks, thanks, Sebastian, and and check it us out, right? Lagu.na, right? L A G U dot N A. That's that's our site. You can see all the things that we're working on and. You know, anybody or any of the listeners wanting to find out more or engage with us, um, build on top of what we're working on, um, please reach out. 
Absolutely. We'll be sure to include the link to Laguna, their website address, and uh, and an opportunity to be able to connect with you guys and reach out. We will most definitely include that in the show notes. Thanks again, brother. Have to come back on the show. We'll have you back on for the third time. Third time's a charm. Why not, right? Oh, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're, we're in Miami. You're, yeah, I'm going to be in Miami at the end of the year, so maybe we'll see you there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Uh, Art, Art Basel time, Decentral is happening in... Uh, exactly. End of uh, end of November, so yeah, we'll definitely do that. That'll be great. I don't have to get on an airplane to get to see my friends. Nice, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks awesome. again, buddy. Thanks, Sebastian. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way, you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by Grit Daily. Dot com, the premier startup news hub. More information at gritdaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. We love the employee retention tax credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com.